mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at podcast With Christina P Oh, hi Hi, welcome to the show I'm freezing today What's the temperature today, Nadav? Um, in the studio? Well, outside. I think it's like 60-something, maybe freezing. low 70s. Oh, it is not freezing. It's, it's perfect. 67 in here, and I'm practically dead. Yeah, that's solid. Okay. Yeah, that's a solid temp. Oh, my God. I have to wear a hat. Okay. Let's talk about business. Christina P. Online for tickets. I'm doing the very last few shows at Flaperts in Burbank in the Yoohoo room. It's such a small, intimate room. It's so much fun. I talk to the people in the audience. I just work stuff out. And then 2020, I'm taking that show on the road. Um, January 9 through 11, Austin City, Cap City Comedy Club. And then January 30th through February 1st, Pustin at the Houston Improv. February 14th through 15th, the Tampa Improv. And then March 7th is the Make Good on the October 25th show at the Ice House I had to cancel. Um, And your tickets will be honored. March 13th through 14th, Miami Improv. March 26th through 28th, Dallas at the Addison Improv. April 3rd through 4th, Caroline's Comedy Club in Judor Titties. April 24th through 25th, Des Moines, Iowa at the Funny Bone. June 12th through 13th, Fartnicks, Arizona at Stand Up Live. And I do believe I have just added Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio um, at Hilarities. That's going to be at the end of June. Holly, can you believe all these? Catch me outside. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? That's a, I'm already having anxiety just looking all, all those dates. My God, I don't know if I can handle it. Uh, okay, so uh, speaking of that, of work and, and stuff, I, um, you know, every now and then I get asked to do an interview and I really hate them. I just don't enjoy them because usually you get, you, if it's on the phone, they misquote you and you end up sounding like a real tool bag. Or uh, they're just, the questions are pretty the same. Like, you're married to a comedian. Do you guys just make each other laugh all day? Uh, Do you guys compete with each other? Like, the same questions, whatever. But I agreed to do this one. And, like, I haven't, I agreed to do it because it was in writing. But I'm like, I'm not sure what to do because they sent me the questions. And um, there's, like, my first response was, like this so it's so sexist like they were they were asking me stuff like you know you're a mom and you work and how you know how do you balance everything and I'm like yeah that's a it's a valid question but like would you even ask my husband these questions (laughs) no they'd be like what's the what's your stand-up about about this time around you know so and every question was like that like a mom type you know I'm like, God, these questions are so different than I know what my husband gets asked. Like, nobody ever fucking asks a dad how he balances anything. Um, But then I was like, you know what? On the other hand, it is kind of true. Like, moms are the ones um, that were central to the home, were central to the children's universe. In the middle of the night, kids are calling for mom when all day, every day, I've got two little ones who want mom it ain't dad in fact juju is at this age he's like 16 months old where tom will go in to kiss him and he'll push daddy away no mama 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 every time juju sees me it's mama 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 so 
I'm torn, you know, because it, there is a lot of validity to the fact that it really is a mom-centric thing, and <clears throat> uh, it matters more, in a way, than I am gone. It matters more that I balance things, because I can't. I don't want to be away from them a lot. So, I don't know. We'll see if what I, how I answer these interview questions, but yeah kind of sexist kind of fucking true because really it's the woman who you know we got to pull back on our careers you you take the foot off the gas pedal for a minute uh, it depends you know how long you choose to or not choose to or maybe you take the foot off for four years or something whatever we all make our decisions and I don't think there is such a thing as balance it's just a series of choices isn't it you choose to do one thing over the other and you just hope that it all works out okay you do what you're comfortable with so uh, that would ha that happened to me, and then most important, I'm going to see Bauhaus on Sunday <laughs> again. This is the second time because I had so much fun. How long ago was the last time you saw them? <laughs> About a month ago. Jesus Christ, Christina! You well, think it's going to be a different set, whole new set? I don't even care. I love them so much. You know, when I was a teenager, they were my favorite band, and I've loved them since I was a teenager. So I've like. They're just the soundtrack to my life, my entire life. So I don't, and they never tour. They haven't toured in 19 years. So it's so special to just be able to see them live and nerd out and goth out. And this is like my teenage identity, you know, this goth girl. And I, you know, I've, I realized that I'm much happier when I let my freak flag fly. And I'm so much happier when I'm not trying to be this, um, mom I think I should be because like when I first had my my first kiddo I was like I don't know moms don't listen to Bell House you know uh, good moms don't listen to Howard Stern good moms don't wear beanies with gang symbols on them not like a regular <laughs> That's mom right. a cool mom now I'm like you know what though all this stuff makes me who I am and it really makes me happy and I think there's so much pressure at least I felt to live up to the social media norm of what I thought a good mom was. And I don't know, this is only me doing this to myself where I would, there, there's this, like, you know, those moms on Instagram, and I love them so much. I'm not hating at all because I want to be her. Like, there's always that mom who's like, she, you know, she's had four kids, but she's a size two. I don't know how. And then she, uh, she works out <clears throat> all the time and she has time to curl her hair. You ever see those fucking bitches on Instagram? They have perfect barrel curled hair and they're always clean and they always do the monthly baby pictures. Do you know if you're supposed, I don't know if you know what this, this is total mom culture. Oh yeah, I know those. You've seen this? Yeah, I think my sister's done those. Of course, because they're, they're awesome and I wish I had the memory and like the wherewithal. It's like every month of the baby's life, you take a, a monthly baby picture, with, they hold up a one for one month, two for two. Yeah, I love this shit. And like, I'm such a mess the first year of my kids' lives. Yeah, I didn't do this. Oh, I'm so regretful. I wish. And I didn't even do like newborn photos because I'm such a mess after I have babies. But man, I look at those women and I'm like, that woman who does that, there's no way she goes to Bauhaus. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no way. But there, But she might. She might. And why can't she? There's no rule that... You can't be that mom who takes pictures, the monthly pictures, and is on top of everything. Oh, look how chubby that one is at four months. And you can still do all the things you want to do and dress how you want to dress. And, like, I think that's why Cool Mom is so, 
Like it means what that means to me is like, I, yeah, I have all these duties and life gets a bit heavier and more responsible. But you know what I'm saying? You got to have fun while you're in it. And we got to try to to sneak out every now and then and go to a concert. And you know what? You know what I just did, too, for drop offs, you know, because you look like shit every morning when you drop your kid off is I bought myself a nice fucking fur lined drop off mom jacket. OK, that's what's up. And I wear my fanny pack and I, you know what I'm saying? Like I try to just spruce it up however I can because I know these years will end. But for now, I'm going to do what I can to feel like a cool mom. <laughs> to feel like, cool thank you. Moms. You know, I'm not exactly who I was before children. I'm not sure I want to be. I'm not. But I'm not going to completely disregard who I was because that's not possible. It's not possible. You don't want to do that to yourself. So, Bowels is coming up. I'm super stoked. I haven't picked out my goth outfit yet, but I have. If I think I know what I'm going to do. And that's the good thing about liking the same shit you did as a teenager because now you can do it, but um, but cooler. You know what I'm saying? Like, now instead of wearing, like, Doc Martens, I might rock some, like, Gucci plat- patent leather boots, you know? Like, you do it up kind of right. You come back and you're like, oh, shit, I'm 43 and goth. <laughs> I'm going to do it now. Oh, I love it. I don't care. Fuck you. Judge me. Judge me. Go ahead. I dare you. I double dog dare you, moms. Catch me off. Yeah, how about that? That that girl on Dr. Phil, man, she's got a career. Okay. So, um, let's go into the Netflix guilty pleasures you guys have shared. Um, before we do that, guys, I watched that Bikram documentary last night. My buddy Whitney Cummings texted me and she was like, um, have you seen the Bikram? <laughs> I was like, no. She's like, okay, watch it and then text me when you're a little bit into it. And I, I, I tapped out at about like an hour. I'm like, girl, I can't even do it. She's like, I know. I'm so angry. Everybody's so angry. Um, so Bikram's the hot yoga guy, and he's quite talented. And people really loved his technique of yoga. Which, oh, it's so great. I'll just tell you one snippet. You should watch it. It'll it'll enrage you because he's such a pos. He's such a cool guy. But um, there's one thing he does. There's like a, there was this guy, this like sweet gay guy who becomes a Bikram instructor. And he's like, well, when I went to see Bikram, I weighed 300 pounds and he would yell at me in the front. Like, look at your fat fucking belly. You should be ashamed of how fat you are, you piece of shit. And he's like, and I lost the weight. I did. I lost the weight. <laughs> I was like, I totally get it. Like he would chastise you into doing the positions like there's actual video of him chastising this woman he's like you can do it get in the fucking pose get in the fucking pose put your leg on the floor put your leg on the floor see she can fucking do it you fucking bitch you couldn't do it you fucking bitch i swear to god he calls her a fucking bitch and then he's like that was a great part it was a great part of it what i watched it too that was a great oh my god i played it for tom because he came home yesterday from a football game like you got to see this part Man, we got to cover it on your mom's house because that is like, yeah, he calls her a fucking bitch. You chicken shit. Which, look, I'm not a yogi instructor. I'm pretty sure forcing people into poses is really bad. <laughs> like you're, you're supposed to just kind of do what you can in yoga. That's the point. Like you go into what you can, not forcing people into, you know, touching the back of your head with your foot if you can't. It's craziness. But uh so that was Bikram, and I yeah I had to tap out because I was so annoyed. He's just such a rapist and ultra creep, man. 
Oh, and his body is not even that hot. I mean, homeboy's been doing yoga every day since he was 12. Will you bring up Bikram? Look at this fool's body. He's not even that cute, homie. Look at him. And he would walk around in class wearing his little Speedo. Look at there he is. Look at this mofo. Look at him. Look at him walking around in his Speedo. Get out. Get your life, sir. You cannot teach a class wearing this thong. He wears basically, look at him. And he, oh, the best part is he heats the room up to 120 degrees. And then he sits on top there on his perch with air ducts behind him with cold air. Did you see that part, Nadav? Yeah. So he doesn't have to Yeah, he's the it. best. He really is. There's the, Like if it wasn't for the pervy stuff where he's assaulting yeah. women, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, th- he would be a great dude. A cool dude. A really cool, great dude. Um, and then he would have arbitrary rules in his classes, like nobody could wear green, which I thought was neat. Like, I don't like the color green. Okay. Um, so here he is chastising people into uh, lotus positions and such. What a scumbag. Yeah, the part where he like stands on their backs and shit. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that stuff's okay in India because they don't have lawsuits. And th- that is a fourth world country, but not in America. Some fool try to step on my hips. I'd be like, get your life. Yeah. He, look at his bun too. He's got that stupid bun on his head and everything. Yeah. Where he's balding, but he's trying yeah. to still make it work. Oh, that's the best. The guy has a, the top is bald, but then they have that Michael Bolton plumage in the back. <laughs> and then, he, oh yeah, yeah. He likes but, his But uh, I mean, your stepdad was Indian, right? Like, yeah. th- like when you no, watch this documentary, does this make you feel, does it make you feel at home the way that yeah. he talks to women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, actually there's, um, there's Indian gestures. There's shit that's just Indian. Oh yeah, yeah, but like, like shaking his, your hands. And yeah, like and stuff. this stuff. Yeah. And I go to fucking like I get the um the harshness of the culture. Yes, my stepdad was a little harsh too, but not like this creeper. I mean, look at him. He is naked, touching people, and ugh, yeah, yeah. His body is not that good, bro, for a yogi. You know, he said. I remember he says in his class, the best food is no food. <laughs> Like, no shit. That is how you lose weight, isn't it? <laughs> Look at his body. I mean, and he would come out in like the 60s and the 70s on these talk shows, and he looked better then when he was young. He married a 20-year-old girl when he was like 40. You know, he's one of these creepers. And the wife totally knew it. The wife knew what he was up to and excused it and turned a blind eye, which is disgusting I, as a woman if you allow the victimization of other women is gross. But... Uh, but yeah, he still teaches, guys. Good news. So if you want to go and do a beak room, <laughs> you can have him stand on your hips and uh, rub his crotch into you just like he likes. So that was that was one of my shows. Um, and I got here's some guilty pleasures from you guys, which I thought was phenomenal. This one I've actually been recommended. Uh, this is from Sandy. She writes, so far as guilty pleasures go, Riverdale. <laughs> I got so sucked into that shit. But on the plus side, I have a show to bond with my 13-year-old. You win some, you lose some. Go check it out, Mommy. Will you bring up Riverdale? Uh, Now, wasn't this based on the Archie comic or something? I read that it was based on the Archie comic. But this is like a teeny bopper. Yeah, Riverdale. I started to watch it, and then I felt creepy because I didn't have a 13-year-old to watch it with. And I thought, oh. I did get into Heather's, uh, the Heather's series that is out now like the millennial remake and it was actually it's quite good it's not on netflix though i think it's on hulu i think 
So thank you for Riverdale. That looks horrible. Very good. <laughs> looks really stupid, and I think I like it. Oh, here's the Heather's TV show. Yeah, this is fantastic. They completely redid it. So now the head Heather is like, you know, um, a plus-sized social media mogul. And then her her henchman, the other Heather, is like a trans boy. And, you know, it's great. The way they, they redid it. And their they're pl- they're problems are millennial problems, which is really funny and really good. Yeah, I loved it. I don't know. I hope they read. I hope they keep making them. I'd love them to do a, a feature of, of Heather's again. That would be cool. Okay, here's another embarrassing show to watch, courtesy of Ashley. She writes, was wondering if you ever have watched Married at First Sight. I started watching it randomly one day and couldn't stop. I even got my husband watching it, as I also did with 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> yes, uh, we started watching Married at First Sight. I, is it just every woman's job to suck their husband into crappy romance of uh, reality shows? I think it is. I think it's only women. Women watch The Bachelor. Women watch this. And then we force our spouses into it. So Married at First Sight is a show where they literally meet for the first time and then they have to get married. Yeah, that's the one I saw the very first episode. And like it's based on these psychologists and stuff. They set you up based on who they think you'll be compatible with. It's horrible. It's horrible but good. And 90 Day Fiance, obvi. Now, if you really want to get varsity, check out, uh, if you want to go varsity mom, check out 90 Day Fiance the other way, which is where Americans go abroad. Like they go to India or Venezuela, or one woman goes to Qatar to be with the, their internet lovers. And it is bananas. It is such a, yeah, here it is. 90 Day Fiance the other way. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. And it's all funny because these guys are all into these American women who put out, essentially. And so one of them, the middle one, the guy from Qatar, uh, what is his name? It's not Samit. Samit's the Indian guy. Oh, 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 it's Aladdin. That's how she says. Aladdin. Aladdin. I'm sure it's Aladdin, but she says Aladdin. Aladdin and I. So Aladdin is about 28, 29 years old stunning Middle Eastern gentleman. I mean, he's so good looking. And his girl is, let's just say, a little husky, a little not as in good shape. (laughs) She's a grandma. There she is. And um, she's older. She's like 20, 30 years older than him. But she puts out and they do a lot of jiggy jiggy is the word that they use for it. Jiggy jiggy. And the best part is, is that she gained even more weight from the last time they had seen each other. So when he goes to pick her up in Qatar at the airport, he goes, whoa, (laughs) Uh, whoa, like you got fatter. And it's it's pretty great. It's a great show. It really makes you realize the level of delusion um, and people's needs. Yeah, basically she sucks his dick. So he's like, oh, I got to fly her out here. And now she's she's like, I don't understand the Middle East. It's not like America. <laughs> Y'all don't let women wear what they want. Like, uh, yeah, sweetie. Y'all don't let women drive. What? No, nah, sweetie, it's a nightmare. Don't go over the Middle East. I've been there a few times. I say no thank you on women in the Middle East. Okay. And now back to the show. Here's some, here's this one's from Sophia. Here are some of the things I've made my husband watch with me. I love this list of stuff you make your husband watch. Okay, Revenge, 
Do you know that show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this on uh, Netflix. This looks like a supernaturally type of show. Revenge, right? Let me see. Revenge, Netflix. What's this one? Yeah, I've seen the posters. It looks cool. But I don't know what this is about. Revenge. Okay, Gossip Girl. We know that show. True Blood. That's a good one. Yes. One Tree Hill. That is horrible. Yes. Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah. Graceland, horrible TV show about CIA young couple living in one house, but so good. Is it CIA couple? That's cool. Graceland, okay. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. Yes, I'm into that one. Parenthood, yes. The Society, This and This Is Us. And she writes in parentheses, refuses to watch now. <laughs> the best. Refuses to watch. Like you've tried getting him on this program diet and he's like, no, I'm tapped out. I like This Is Us. I started on it and then I got bummed out and I kind of gave up on it. Okay, here's from Kim. A couple months back, I was really into Little Women Atlanta. <laughs> I yep. think I've seen an episode yeah. of that. It's a banger. It's really good. Yeah, I agree. It's comedy gold. You would absolutely love this shit. It's definitely not PC to say this, but drama is way funnier when the people are under five feet. My husband got hooked on it too. <laughs> oh, this is the best. My husband got hooked on it too, and I found him watching it without me several times. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That's the best. When you get them hooked, like in the beginning, they're like, whatever. And then later they'll be like, should we watch Downton Abbey? Or should we catch up on what happened? They start to miss it. You know, I've actually been uh, catching up on uh, Amazon <laughs> Prime, uh, has all the trashy VH1 shows that I watched, like back when I was in college. Oh, like what? Like, uh,. Like the uh, Flavor of Love, uh, I Love New York, all that shit. So right now I'm watching I Love Money, which is one of those spinoffs where they just get all the best people from all the the most problematic people from all the shows to compete. Oh, man, it is hot garbage. I highly recommend that. Remember New York? The girl's name was New York. Oh my God! And then she she brought her mom on yep. to do shit. What what they call like sister Padme or some some bullshit like that? And she was just like the devil. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, and I used to love um for the love of Ray J. Remember? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> For the love of Ray J, uh, there was real chance at love. <laughs> the stallion is. Yeah, Ray yeah, J. So fucking the good. best is when Danger came on. Remember, Danger, she smashed the homies. Danger, she smashed the homies. Some ho named Danger was on there. Oh, man, that was that was a good era of TV. Oh, Tool Academy. Did you ever see yes, that one? Yes, I love Tool that Academy. That was the fucking best, dude. <laughs> it was just a house full of testosterone, yep. and everyone was drunk. They're like, what's up now, bro? It was yep. so fucking good. Do you remember that show with a guy who called himself Mystery? And Oh, the pickup one, I the think. The pickup right? one. Yeah, the pickup one. Google this one. Now, this was a great reality show, and I don't know where it is. I don't know if Chris Abrego did this. So Chris Abrego is responsible for a lot of those shows you like that you just named. He's a good friend of mine. He um, did end, His production company was Endemol and 51 Minds, and they did a lot. I, I bet you this is his show. I remember this shit. Yeah, Yeah, dude. (laughs) Mystery. Okay, so this fool in the middle, mystery. Look at his outfits, right? See how he's dressed like a fool and a clown? So this idiot with the uh, desert motorcycle goggles and the Hindu garb is like an expert at getting laid. And he he would turn nerds into pickup artists. 
It was fantastic. It was a great show. And he had this thing about flair. That was one of his things. He's like, you have to have something on that's interesting so that you, it's a conversation piece between the girl. Girls like to see a man dressed like ridiculous people. And he's right. Yeah, he's doing it. He's right. You see the stupid goggles on his head? Chicks dig it. He's dressed like a vampire. Yeah, he calls it peacocking. Peak, a hundred, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't even, uh, that, that was Potter that brought that up. Um, and then lest we yeah. forget the ruffle shirt. The when was the last time you've seen that? <laughs> Dude, when I was goth, that's what goth boys wear. It's called the, the Valmont. <laughs> fucking Ichabod Crane shirt. Yeah, well, there was an episode of Seinfeld where he's like, I'm not going to wear that fucking stupid shirt, right? On mm-hmm. TV. Oh, yeah. So this guy wrote books and stuff, I think, on how to get laid and how guys could. It was a great show. And I, I kind of wish they would have continued it because I think this would be a really good show to help guys learn how to dress better. Or maybe just like normal pointers, though, not what he was saying. You don't like the furry hats? The hats are ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I mean, I really wish they could do a show like to help nerds dress and look cooler and pick up girls. Look at these guys. Oh, my God. I mean, the problem with turning men into this is that the only girls you're going to get are like girls that like that, like not good, like the good ones aren't going to, you know? Yeah, like wifey material is not going to buy into your bullshit. Look at mystery. He's got fucking nail polish on. Okay, bruh. Okay, bruh. What a douchebag. Yeah, that's just douchey. Like he's turning nerds into douchebags. Ugh. Okay, let's see. Let's keep going on guilty pleasures. Okay, Kyle says, I'm a 27-year-old guy and I'm a sucker for teenage coming-of-age romantic movies. Same. I love that. Okay, here's his movies. The Edge of Seventeen and Love. I don't know that. Simon are like my godfather and Scarface. Hilarious. Even my 16-year-old cousin thinks these movies are lame, but she's a visco girl, so what does she know? Okay, it's called... (laughs) The Edge of Seventeen and Love. Oh, I got to launch this. Is this on you uh, uh, on the Netflix? I got to go. I got to watch this. I like it. Simon. Okay. I'm into it. I like it. I like teenage stuff too a lot. It's really embarrassing. All right. Thanks for sharing, you guys. I love hearing the embarrassing stuff people like. It makes me feel a little less, um, you know, R-worded. Okay, what are we into now? Follow-up. Okay, let's do the follow-up voicemail and a video. Hey, mommies. I uh, have been thinking about the little question of the milking needs for men, and I find myself sounding like a cool guy from your mom's house, you know? (laughs) Uh, just let me eat you one time. <laughs> and, you know, say things like that. And, and uh, I'd like to have some milk on my lips. And, you know, I'm looking, you know, for my wife to get some action. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, it turns out we're all cool guys deep down. <laughs> uh, we just happen to find somebody who likes how cool we are. Um, so, love you guys. Um, keep them high and tight. Uh, so and I'd like to have some of the oh, Thank you for that informative call. <laughs> so ridiculous. So what you're saying is, sir, that we're all they're all men are scumbags that they just want P U S S Y on their face all the time, and that if we can dole it out, we should. Okay, who's this lady? This is a follow up. 
PCP, it's your girl Lizzie B coming at you from the Target oh. parking lot. If you can't tell by that little sweet cart sign. Yeah, bro. Uh, Mom hack, always park by the cart sign because you put your little one in the car and you just shove the cart right across the parking lot. So, smart. Just off of my Starbeezies in hand. Um, <laughs> a little lady in the car next to me. Um, I also didn't have to take my one and a half year old today. So, prime productivity right there. He's with a sitter during the daytime. 10 okay. out of 10 would recommend. Um, he also just had his first flu bug last uh, week, throwing up disgusting all through the night. I did the mom hack of towel, sheet, towel, sheet, mm. towel, sheet. I did it three times. When he's throwing up in the night, you just pop on in like a hero boss mom you are, rip a layer off, change his clothes, his diaper, good to go. Nice. 14 out of 10 would recommend. So thanks for the mom hacks. All of you, you got cool moms it. out there. Keep them coming. I'm listening. I'm soaking them up. Love it. You guys are amazed. Say hi and type, fam. All right. Mwah. Lizzie B, we know you. Okay, Lizzie. She got her star beezy, she said. <laughs> Target and Starbucks in the same place. It's massive for us. The convenience alone. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, yeah, I like this. She, she layered it up with the towel and the sheet. Not a bad idea. Okay. Let's do another... Uh, Oh, we did, the, we did our two follow-ups. Okay. Back to the show. Let's get into... <laughs> what are we doing? What would Christina P. do? Oh, let's do those first. Two voicemails. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? Ooh, I actually realized we just have one voicemail. Okay. Uh, okay, and then shit. Some emails. Okay, mommy. Hey, Christina, what's up, you stupid bitch? Um, I had a question here. Hold on. My, Can you uh, pause that for a second? Before people start freaking out on this guy. This is a carryover from your mom's house. For those of you who don't listen to your mom's house, it's a joke that people are like, stupid bitch. That's how people address me on the internet. So he's just referring to YMH. A YMH cool guy. He's a cool guy. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Christina, what's up, you stupid bitch? Um, I had a question here. Okay. My uh, cousin has made the mistake of giving her son a phone to occupy him. I was wondering if you had any ideas of ways to combat this and substitute it for something a little more productive. Thanks. Keep those jeans high and tight. Did he say how old the kid was? Uh, I didn't hear I didn't it. hear it either. Well, let me tell you something. I am really not anti-phone use. Um, here's what I do, especially if you got boys. I feel like it's f all things out the window when you have hyperactive, active boys who don't want to sit down and eat. What I like to do is I let them watch YouTube. If we're in the restaurant or, or Netflix now, Netflix, um, I give Ellis that and he can watch whatever programs are on Netflix. I give him his own account so that he's not stumbling. You know, we make sure that we see what's on there. It's kid content. Um, but I really relegate it to just that. Like when Ellis was much was younger and was just a freaking nightmare in public and stuff. Sometimes I let him just watch a music video, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Um, but alternate. So here. Yeah. So here's an alternate to I'm not totally opposed to phones, by the way. I'm not opposed to letting them watch cartoons. Um, go to Amazon, Google travel toys, travel Travel toys and then put in the age of the child. 
I've what I like to do is just go to Amazon. You can buy these little dollar ninety nine. There you go, three year old boys, whatever. And um, here you go, perfect. There's the the quiet book for toddlers. I've had that, and they can snap and unsnap things, tie shoelaces, you know, Velcro. They like those sounds. Um, there's little book boxes. You can bring watercolor sets. There's these great coloring books that you just fill the pen with water, and they can just basically put water on the page and then it looks like they're drawing and they're not making any kind of mess silly putty travels great little toy cars travel great there's all kinds of travel toys you can get right here yeah easy peasy lemon squeezy and I put them in his diaper bags so that when we sit down in restaurants now he's capable of just quietly playing with any of Legos are great coloring books are great whatever they're into at the minute you can bring into the restaurant so they have something to do a lot of times you know kids are kids and they're bored because you're not providing something for them to do there you can't expect them to sit in an adult environment for very long without freaking so try to plan in advance there you go see look at all these wonderful things boredom busters uh yeah crayons man that that's great too watercolor all this crap they make now it's all on amazon you guys okay Here's a what would Christina P do? Hey, Hitler. That's another YMH reference in case you don't know. I'm not a stupid bitch, nor am I Hitler. I'm 29 years old with an 11-month-old. I spent 11 years in active addiction. Oh, dear. Thanks to you, I decided to get uh, to take out a loan to fix my fucked up grill, by the way. Congratulations. Teeth are important. I got sober the day I found out I was pregnant. Very good. My mother and father are both using... My father actually left a loaded gun in my son's playroom. Yay. Earlier this month, baby and I moved far away from my hometown. I'm not sure if I ever want to go back or let my parents see my baby like ever again. Uh, you aren't talking to your father, right? Do you let your kids around him? I know your dad spends his time boning young girls and drinking. How do you handle all those feels? I'm sure you'll raise two complete gentlemen, Sarah. How do I handle the feels? Um, yeah, so here's the deal, man. I kind of... I, I always err on the side of, I know the, the thing is, but they're his grandparents and a child needs a grandparent. No, they don't. I never knew my grandparents. Um, the one that I did know was a complete monster animal and I could have done just fine without knowing her. So just because people are genetically related to you doesn't mean they're good family. Um, and if you're, if it sounds like your parents are not in a position now, they are not clean themselves and therefore I would keep them away from, I would keep them away from your kid until they've cleaned up and have been cleaned up for a sufficient amount of time. That being said, I would not leave my child alone with, with the grandparents that have been newly soberized. I just wouldn't leave my kid alone with them ever. Um, and then how do I handle those feelings of not um, having a, a dad that really is actively engaged in my child's life well I mean it's uh it's sad it sucks it's uh it's a bummer it's a bummer when you have family that's not interested in being a part of your life in a meaningful enriching way it just it's sad and I think a lot of people have this in their lives where hey guess what I got a mentally ill brother sister I have a druggy who so and so and it's uh, it's just something you grieve. You have to feel the feelings of disappointment. Um, you know, my my dad will never approve of me the way I'd like him to, 
But uh, the good news is I have great in-laws and I focus on them. And I take good care of my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. I treat them like royalty and they spoil my my kids. And I'm grateful to have them. So focus on what you do have. And until those people make significant changes, you know, you can reassess your, your relationship with them at that time. But you just have to let, you know, you got to let it go. And it's a bummer and cry. You just got to cry. You know, there's no way around bad feelings. You just have to go through them. The secret is to just feel them because when you don't feel the bad feelings, that's when you get anxious and you get um, into, well, as we know, addictions and all kinds of things. So it's hard to to feel the feels, but you just fucking do. And, you know, hey, man, focus on what you do have. Okay, back to the show. All right, let's do another uh, What Would Christina P. Do? I love this. Uh, hey there, cool mom. Got questions for you regarding marital intimacy after kids. My wife and I have a 13-month-old girl who seems to have grown so fast, I'm not sure what even happened to the baby stage, and now we have entered the toddler phase. Anyways, my wife and I have been married for eight, eight and a half years now and never really snuggled in the bedroom department until the kiddo came into our lives. Since she was born, we have had sex less and less, and in the beginning I was okay with that because as I witnessed in great detail, that shit is a nightmare to come out. <laughs> And I don't want to wreck. I don't want no wreck either. <laughs> <laughs> but we had spoken at around six months about our lack of intimacy and came to find out my wife can't have orgasms <gasps> since giving birth. In fact, she claims it's uncomfortable and sometimes painful to have sex. Oh, dear. So we had a history of sexual abuse. Oh, she had a history of sexual abuse when she was growing up. And I refuse to do anything in the bedroom that will make her feel... <clears throat> excuse me, anything but ready to go. Boom. <laughs> so I am leaving the initiative to her, but the problem is now we haven't had sex in months. Nothing even remotely sexual, no quarterlies either. Oh dear. What am I to do? Is this normal after pooping out a human help? Thanks, Cam from Denver. Um, Cam, I it is normal for women to have some trepidation, I think, from what I understand, <clears throat> after giving birth. Um, they clear you for intercourse just six short weeks after exploding a human out of your vagina which really seems premature uh considering you're nowhere near a physically ready really or a psychologically ready really to start having sex again so but it sounds like you're really not having your needs met and you're afraid to even broach it because she's got trauma going on so I don't know. She may have physical stuff. I don't know what her birth was like. We don't know what the circumstances are downstairs, if it hurts. I know if it hurts a lot this far after, something else is going on. Is she still breastfeeding? If she's still breastfeeding, her hormones can make uh, her vagine very dry down there. And that makes intercourse painful. Um, she could have had stitches that were not healed properly, which happened to me after my first kid. And that wasn't normal and I had that was fixed with the second baby but uh she needs to go to a few doctors so let's get her vagina doctor involved because there are things and creams and stuff that can help her um have more comfortable intercourse there are numbing creams that can just help certain areas if that's what's happening there's creams that can help the estrogen flow down there but it sounds to me a little more psychological and physical so what do you do you sit her down very gently, I think. Say, um, I noticed that you've been having trouble in this department. And I'm not trying to pressure you. But I miss 
our sweet marital loves. I miss it. I miss you. I think that's a nice way of phrasing that. So it's not like you're not putting out and I need you to put out and you suck my stuff. You're just saying the truth, which is you miss the intimate connection that you um, had in the past and you'd love to rekindle that with her. And it's a need. Sex is a need in a marriage. It's not optional. It's a need like taking a shit or eating. Um, and I would put it that way with her and make an appointment to see a therapist. She needs to talk to somebody, especially if there's unprocessed trauma. If you'd like to go back and listen to the Alyssa Milano episode, she described uh, reliving trauma, sexual trauma through the act of birth. That can really trigger a lot of women that have been sexually abused. Just the act of having all these nurses and doctors with their hands all over you uh, can reawaken some some sexual trauma that hasn't been dealt with. And it sounds like that may be what's happening here. It could be that becoming a mom has triggered all kinds of stuff that she hasn't dealt with before. So it, she really does need to get professional help and maybe even get medicated to kind of lift the fog for a while but who knows that's another step down the road so good luck to you my love remember cam just tell her how much you miss her and that you love her and you're here to support her but you do have needs and uh you need to get your fucking dick touch bro okay let's do one more do we have any more christina p do oh yeah yeah let's do voicemail i like listening no no no, no. no? We, uh, that's we did, it? We did those okay 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 then that's it let's go on let's do um let's do mom fails I love mom fails. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. <laughs> oh, sorry, you go. Hey, I want you. so I don't know if this is a mom fail uh, or I almost killed my kid this week, but we were just at the car wash and I had forgotten to roll the windows up. <laughs> and so my sweet daughter is in the back seat screaming her head off while I'm trying to roll up the window super fast and I'm soaked and the car soaked and ah, good times. Anyways, I don't know what that was, but super embarrassing and I had to share it with you. Mm. Keep it high tight. Bye. That's a good one, dude. I've almost I almost did that the other day because um the kids are into going to the car wash now and I like to open the sunroof on nice days and we were going in the car wash and I just as I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, like it was right there at the last second. So I lucked out, but yeah, easy to do. All right. What else you got? Hey, mommies. This is Colin from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So my mom, as a hard worker as she was and still is, she worked first shift and my dad would have to watch me and my brother during the day. And I remember one time my brother was off at school when he was in kindergarten. Of course, I was four and I was staying home with my dad. Uh, he used to keep his shaving razors underneath the uh, sink. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so I pull out one of these razors and I start shaving my neck trying to be like, trying to be like my dad. You know, as proud of my dad as I was. And I cut my neck, oh. like, gash my neck. And I'm screaming to my dad, Dad, I cut myself shaving. And my dad, he's like, what the fuck is he talking? And he's like, oh, shit. And he just, I'm just laying there bleeding from my oh neck. Oh, my God. And he's picking up, putting the rags on my neck, screaming, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah, not his finest moment. All That's right, horrible. thanks, Jeans. 
Whew, you guys, you gotta hide stuff from kids. If that's the resounding theme of this show. Oh, it's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm glad you're still alive, though. Let's do a video. Do you have a mom fail mid? mid? I like those. Yeah, here we go. Eric. This one's from Sean. Oh, Sean. Every Friday night, I turn into a chicken faggot. <laughs> chicken faggot! People, <laughs> the kind of people in the universe, they eat chicken faggots. Chicken nuggets. Chicken faggots. <laughs> nuggets. Chicken <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. Ah, kids swearing is the best. I love it. What else you got? Oh, give me one second. Ersh, shmesh, shlamajal. I'm counting in Hebrew. Oh, that's very cool. So the caption on here is park time, and then doesn't that kid know that's about, about stranger danger? Did she say, look, I have a dick? She did say, look, I have a dick. <laughs> it's a duck. <laughs> look, I have a duck, but it says dick. Ooh. That one was from Liz. Oh, and then we have a really good one from Chantel. Let's do it, Chantel. So I just quickly ran upstairs to go start breakfast. Fuck. <laughs> what no. did you guys find? I found paint. You found what? Paint. Paint. Oh, oh what color is that? Paint. Oh, um, a purple. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's more blue. Oh, <laughs> let me see your hands, Adam. No. Adam, let me see your hands. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So dark, too. Wow. Oh, and on your face. (laughs) What on your monster truck. (laughs) It's always like that. It's always like that. You cannot turn your back for a minute. If you got two boys, too. Oh, my God. They always get into everything. What is it? Yesterday, I turned my back for a minute. Like, there's a little bit of water on the floor. Of course, Ellis slips on the water, and then Juju finds the dog water bowl, and then he tips that over, and then Ellis takes a dump, and then I have to go wipe him, and then Juju's... It's like nonstop. Just nonstop. Nonstop. We have a couple more amazing uh, mom fails uh, voicemails. I love it. Hi, mommies. My name is Carrie from Northern California, and I have a mom fail for you. My husband and I went to a company party at a park for my husband by a lake, and my 11-month-old daughter came with us. We put her down on a blanket, and I put out some toys for her. I started saying hi to people while standing above her. I looked down, and she had a used cigarette butt in her mouth. (laughs) I jumped down wiped it out of her mouth and she's hysterically crying I'm putting you know taking a blanket and taking all the ash out of her mouth I'm freaking out ready to throw up she's freaking out gagging because I'm trying to wipe the ash and remains of the cigarette butt out of her mouth it was completely horrible everyone at the party is watching at this point and I have to tell everybody that my 11 month old just put a used cigarette butt in her mouth I felt like the worst mom I was a first-time mom. It was absolutely horrible. Oh. Anyways, hope someone can learn from this. Don't ever leave your 11-month-old on a blanket while standing above them and not paying 
complete attention. Anyways, thanks, mommies. (laughs) Bye. Listen, you did the best you can because that they will find anything and everything to put in their mouths at that age. This morning, I I have Juju sitting on my lap when I do my makeup, and I you know he's learning to open and shut things. That's the that's you know opening and closing, twisting and opening. And I looked down and I gave him some of my lip gloss. And of course, he's got the cap in his mouth, which is just like a tiny cap. And he's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, get it out immediately. Because, you know, it's going to go right down his throat and he's going to fucking choke and die. So, and you can do. They'll do it. They do it every two seconds. It's just, it's it's exhausting is what that is to keep them alive. Keeping them hey, alive. mommy. This is Lillian from North Carolina. I have a mom fail. Um, and I'm just, I have not admitted this to anybody other than my husband. He knows because it was mortifying. So my daughter, I have two kids. I have a five-year-old and I have a two-year-old. Um, we took the two-year-old also with the five-year-old, obviously. I'm not going to leave my kids at home with a dog. Took the two-year-old to Chick-fil-A on her birthday, just as a little family, like, hmm, you love Chick-fil-A, let's go. She went and played in the play place, had a humongous time. This kid runs out and says, Mom, there's poop in the slide. My two-year-old diaper exploded, and she slid with poop all the way down the slide. Oh, my God. So the Chick-fil-A workers, obviously, I'm not going to make them clean that up. So my husband and I <sighs> double-teamed it. He was at the top of the slide with Clorox wipes, and I'm going up the bottom of the slide. <sighs> cleaned up poop. And I also didn't have a change of clothes, so she literally left in a diaper. So don't your mom <laughs> fail. There you Hope go. Hope you're having a great day. Talk to you later. Uh, so disgusting. It always happens. So disgusting. Poopoo everywhere. What else you got? Hey, mommies. This is Nisha from Texas. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a mom fail or just a horrendous mom story. Um, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, um, my husband and I were having adult time at night. All the kids were asleep. And we hear something at our door and realize it's our youngest vomiting in in front of our door and so I have to try to cover up with a sheet and get him Ugh. to a toilet and it was spewing everywhere and I was trying to get clothes on in the midst of vomit and it was so bad that our youngest son slipped and fell in his vomit um, it was one of the craziest experiences we've ever had as parents um, it's just that it was super crazy and super funny now looking back at it. So I hope everyone enjoys our unfortunate story. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep them high and tight. Oh, that sounds like my nightmare is like being naked and marital loves and then having to clean up puke and then the kid slips in the puke. Oh, my God. It's bad enough when they puke and then you just have to clean up. Oh, God. All right, let's get into mom hacks because I'm traumatized from that last one. It's so horrible. All right, let me read this one. I have a mom hack that has saved many early cranky mornings. I leave out some food the night before on the table for my three and two-year-old. Ooh, cool. They wake up and have breakfast. All I need to do is come in and turn on cartoons for them. Independence. Okay, so here's what she does. Cup of water, maple Cheerios, and berry applesauce there you go and then they can feed themselves and uh watch cartoons very good mom hack easy peasy lemon squeezy 
Very good. Um, what other mom hacks do we have? Oh, go. Just do a voicemail. Hi, Christina. Video. This is Victoria from Texas, and I am calling. I am listening to episode 19 right now, uh, where you are discussing uh, ways to um, suck the poison from your husband. And my tip is if you're not in the mood um, and you don't want to do too much, um, not only can you give a handy, but what I do with my husband is I give a handy while he gives me a foot rub, lotion included, um, and then I can also watch whatever I want on TV wow. while I'm lending a hand and my feet are getting rubbed. So that is wow. my pro tip. Uh, love the show. Thanks. I don't think my husband could multitask like that, <laughs> right? Could you get a handy and give somebody a foot massage? Um, I think I think that is more doable than having like the like watching a TV show <laughs> in the background. Hey, look, whatever works. I like it. Yeah, whatever I mean, if it works. doesn't bother either of them, that's cool. That's amazing. Thank you for that. I love it. <laughs> oh, we got any more? Um, that's it for mom hack voicemails. Oh my God, hurts. All right, well, go ahead, you guys. Send me. Oh, do we have a video or that's done? No, that's done. Uh, we might have some emails, but we also have a pretty neat mom win, I think. That would oh. be a good ending point. Let's do that. Then. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, mom win. Now, let's take a look at our mom of the week. <laughs> Hi, mommy. This is Amanda from Cincinnati. I just have a, a cool mom story. Made me feel kind of good. So, um, this morning I was getting ready and getting my four-year-old daughter ready for her preschool and doing her hair. She was sitting in front of me, and all of a sudden she's—I mean, she's very, very handsy. And so she was kind of groping the girls, um, and she said, "Mama, Mama, look, your breasts are so." big and it just shocked her and she just couldn't stop grabbing them and touching them and insisted that I acknowledge the thing yes they're big um but it was it was funny to me because then I had to go to work immediately afterwards and I was feeling kind of I don't know a mixture of self-confidence and also a little bit um insecurity thinking that, you know, that she noticed other people do. So, <laughs> of course. Oh I don't my know. God. Kind of gave me a good feeling, kind of a weird way to start the day, getting that kind of compliment from my four-year-old. But <laughs> I'll take it. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> I know. Right? I get what you're saying. You kind of want their approval because they don't really give you approval that often, four-year-olds. They're not in the business of telling you how awesome you look. <laughs> it's usually the opposite. This morning, Ellis goes, go away, Mom. Stop talking. I'm like, okay, thanks. I love you. I love you so much. I gave up my life for you. All right. If you have anything to send, please do. Videos. I love my videos. I love my voicemails. I love my emails at 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 gmail.com. And then the phone number, Native. The phone number is 213-375-5184. Oh, so good. Uh, I hope you like this episode. Please email me whatever you want, really. You got to win. You got to hack. You got to fail. Um, you want to nominate somebody for being the coolest mom on the block? You want to tell me what you do to stay cool? Let me know. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms.
Bye. My mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's 